Welcome to Tales from the Dance Floor, a podcast exploring the lives and times of people from all walks of life who followed their passions and made careers out of DJing, producing, parties, dance culture, and the music industry. I'm Phil Morse from Digital DJ Tips. Let's get started. This is a very special Tales from the Dance Floor because it's being recorded at ADE in Amsterdam and I'm with my friend Graham Farmer. Graham, Hello mate. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. I only get to do these in person very rarely because, you know, it's normally across the across the seas and over the internet so it's always a pleasure. It is nice when you do them. I've done a few, I've done a couple this year where I've done them in person. And yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's nice and it means that we can we can't pick our noses or start checking our emails in the middle pretending we're listening to each other so... Yeah, we're gonna to have to actually listen. Probably or, makes a better podcast for the audience as or, well. Also, I've got trousers on, and I'm not sat my pants. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> okay, so let me introduce you, Graham. You are um, a, a friend of mine. You're someone who's run a, a successful, um, I guess, club club lifestyle website for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but your story in the last year took a fascinating turn, and I want to talk about that today because I think it's inspirational, and I think lots of people want to hear what's happened. Um, but before we well let's just say that you've you've kind of like built on what you knew you've built on what you've done so far mm-hmm. and very rapidly turned yourself into a full-time dj coach a one-on-one dj coach yes from being someone who ran a website you know going out clubbing having fun meeting people and writing about it and somehow making yourself a living for all those years doing that and now <laughs> and we're going to talk about why you change we're going to talk about all of that um throughout the next 45 minutes but firstly i just want to ask you uh, a little bit about that website because that was a big part of your life for a long time. It's how I first started to, to mm-hmm. see your name out and about. It was data transmission. Yeah. Tell me about data transmission. So data transmission was always... Um, I used to work for Terminals Nightclub and I worked for them for the last five years of the club and basically I did all the online stuff for Terminals Nightclub and part of Terminals Nightclub was this uh, was this magazine we put out because we, we, we did all the Saturdays and Friday nights at the club it was um, it was called Data Transmission, and it was all the flyers for the for three months, and it had like interviews in there and little quizzes in there and drinks tokens in there, and that was Data Transmission. It was this little magazine, mm-hmm. and then as the club closed, it was like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do with your life? Because that was obviously a massive part of your life, and it was like you're there every weekend and you're meeting and networking every weekend. Uh, and then it was like, right, I've got the website, and then take this online. And data transmission, a lot of the online and media at the time, a lot of magazines online at the time, wasn't like mixed. Back when, when was this? So this was terminals closed in two thousand and eight. So this was two thousand and eight. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you're right. No one was online then. When RA was online. Resident mm-hmm. Advisor for the, um, and Mixmag had an online just the cover of the magazine. DJ Mag was the same. Um, and that was and that was about there was no fact there was no like that was pretty much the the, the, the it that was it um, so we kind of launched and we just wanted to be in a space where there was where we could write about other music than just house and techno which was what RA were doing very well and still do very well um, and we wanted to write about drum and bass and we wanted to write about electro and we wanted to write about all the other things that make up electronic music and that we love you know and we did that and we did it for a while and 
Um, at the same time, there was Don't Stay In, and they were. I don't know if you remember that website. I do remember Don't Stay In. What happened to Don't Stay In? Uh, well, Facebook came along. Ah, okay, okay. And as Don't Stay In were a pictures, pictures of you going out. Yes, and, that's right. And, yeah. and basically commenting on your pictures of you going that's out. That's right. So yeah, so people who don't, you know, wherever you are in the world, you will have you will have had a website like this, right? It's where they have a cameraman gets sent out around all the clubs in town on a Saturday, and on Sunday morning, all the clubs pictures appear and people can go and spot themselves but as you say Facebook turned up and then Instagram killed that business dead yep yeah so yep. that's right I, I forgot about those yeah okay. so they and they were around the same time but we wanted to be more editorial and we wanted to do interviews and we wanted to interview artists um, we actually launched on YouTube back then as well and we were doing we were one of the first people to do videos on YouTube uh, one of the things, great things my most mistakes of my life was to not carry that on because I would have a huge channel by now probably an incredible amount of numbers by now and but you know you live and learn and you learn all the way along you know okay so you started a magazine uh, online purely because you started a magazine offline purely because you were um, working at a club what were you doing at the club what was your job uh, well, building all the websites for the club okay so you had this kind of marketing background anyway I had a, I had a, I had a, a, a website building background I, was okay. building, I built uh, I built websites for a load of people before them I actually built the, uh, the, the online version of who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> wow, there you go. Like, I, yeah, for 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 Celador, basically. So this was a, a were you self-employed? Was it kind of a web agency that you started? How did you get oh. into the web the web stuff? I got into the web stuff because I, I I did I did web at school at uh, university. I went to university web web, and I was finding that I wasn't learning as much then at university. That was like two thousand and one, as as the web was evolving. The web was evolving rapidly, and the course wasn't evolving as quick as the web. Yes, yes. So, so, so you, you, I was you, learning more from the web than I was in the class. Yeah, and better I, off learning online rather and then, than. And then I got a job. I got a job, and basically the job kind of took me out of the. At the I never finished the university course because because the job taught me more in two weeks than I did in the whole course. Yeah, as was the way with the web back then. Of course, yeah, you learned by doing, right? Yes, and then so then, and then the, the internet bubble crashed, and basically I came out of the inter- internet bubble, and I had three years of experience in the web. And everyone was trying to struggle to get a job, but I was all right because I'd had all this experience. And then I basically met. I went to. Ter- I was going to Terminals as a, as a clubber and a raver, and and I met. I basically randomly met Danny Newman, who owns the club, and basically told him his website was rubbish on the dance floor. Didn't realise it was him, and just, <laughs> just told, and he was like, "All right, can you do better?" And then basically got the job as web dive because well, I, I have to interrupt you here and tell you a story <laughs> from my from my um, personal life, which is totally true. Uh, a very uh, attractive, um, um, shall I say, exotically dressed uh, young lady came up to me when I was DJing yeah. once and said, uh, "Your website's rubbish." And this was unusual because those kind of girls said all kinds of things, but it wasn't your <laughs> website's rubbish. That's incredible. And I. Uh, I said, well, okay, what can you do to help? She said, well, I work in a company that does web stuff. And uh, by the way, I'm not too into your DJing either. I prefer the guy upstairs. In fact, I prefer the music upstairs. I just thought I'd pop down and tell you your your website's rubbish. And I was kind of, okay. Uh, Anyway, I'm married to her now. Oh, (laughs) amazing. At least you didn't marry him. Amazing, amazing. That's incredible. So so yeah, maybe maybe anyone listening to this thinking, how do I start a conversation with anyone from a business potential business partner to a potential partner is hey I've checked out your Instagram and it's rubbish yes I can help yes but anyway okay so you'd you'd, um, you'd got yourself uh, working 
in the club on websites and then you'd got the uh, the magazine the print magazine out and then data transmission happened yeah you were doing that a lot longer than than of course your work at the club so what happened next to to kind of spin your career into into data transmission well the club just closed and then and the data transmission just that became my job and it became my full-time job and it was back then there was there was online advertising and there was and there was there was there was advertising budgets for festivals and events and and DJs and so that it was fun. It was and the, the company grew to nineteen staff and and I made a lot of mistakes. Well, nineteen staff is a big company, so you must have been paid a lot of advertising money from a lot of festivals. Yes. So well, well done for that to start with. Yes, I should have kept some in my pocket and not <laughs> and not and not put it all in staff and business or not made some mistakes. But anyway, so um, so but, so this website is when I first started to see you or, or rather to see what you were doing because yep. as a as someone running a running a DJ school I used to check out what you were writing about keep up to date with stuff yeah and it was uh, it was awesome it was a great place to and still is it still exists but yep. uh, I guess it's changed a lot now and I guess over the years leading up to last year which we're going to get to things changed a lot talk about how things changed in the online magazine world if you like uh, so yeah I mean the online the online magazine world is now the on I guess it's the online world and the online magazine world is still we still write we still I'm still putting out 15 20 pieces of content a day on the on, on magazine but now they're now they're linked to a SoundCloud channel and they're linked to a Spotify playlist and they're linked to a YouTube channel and they're so you're distributing your content across across multiple platforms that are all in different sizes and shapes and you know and however the best pieces for the best best, best platform essentially yeah so it's, it's changed a lot uh, and data transfer the website just basically pulls all those still together that we have a radio station now that, that has 150 artists uh, creating content and creating having shows on our radio station so that's an arm to it um, we have our own record label we have we have just different arms and different things and different you know but all pulled back into the website all all of the content we go it still goes back on the website so you can still find it all in one place yeah um, so it's become a hub it's become a hub for all the disparate things that you're up to and yes. how many people are still involved uh, so there's me and my other half Shelley uh, she runs all the drum and bass side for data transmission I do kind of the house and techno side uh, there's two team two that run the radio station um, Sasha and Mike and they run the literally run the radio side of it and that's that's essentially the team and then we have like writers and yeah, yeah. and um, but other than that yeah just so, so the web, you know, you were doing that for how many years were you doing that for in total? We're now up to 12 years with data transmission. So that's a long time. Yeah. And a, a decade into it, you start to get itchy feet, right? You start to think, maybe I want to do something different. Uh, do you know what? I, always at Christmas, I, we closed down for two weeks. And just because there's no one to do business with, everyone's on either, they're on their own Christmas breaks or they're just, you know, and it's also nice just to switch off for two weeks and just not yeah. do it, you know? I don't put any content on the website. I schedule all the socials with our old content and just let it roll along for a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. And during that time, I just, I always like to just really learn loads and that's like I really dive into what can I learn and what is everyone else doing and what is, what else is in different, completely different markets. And I saw one of my, someone put on, I saw someone that said commented something about uh, Gary V on, on, on LinkedIn or Twitter or something. And I was like, who is this guy? So I started watching a bit of that content and then because I was watching those ones, something else got recommended as YouTube does very well. It yeah. recommends different people and different... So I started watching lots of different content in different genres and different spaces and I was like, hang on a minute, I'm already doing all this. They're talking about business. I'm talking about DJs and what DJs like Spotify so I, or SoundCloud. I was already doing that, going to festivals and a DJ would come to me and go, oh, hey, you run data transmission... I saw you do that on on a platform. How do I do it? Or why would you? Why are you doing it? And I was like, 
okay, they're doing this and they've got these big audiences of of just really different content around business and I wanted I could do this about DJs and I could do this for DJs because I love DJs and I love the artists and I generally want to see most of them succeed, you know. Our content model for data transmission has changed so much that because I'm like the big art you write about a big artist now very rarely does it get put on any of their social media. You get very little out of it, except for you've interviewed a cool artist. Yeah, uh, and I'm very into giving art, small artists a big a big space on data transmission because they get so much out of it. You get such a nice message afterwards. All their friends message you and go, "Thanks for writing about my friend. It's really made his day." You know, and it's such a lovely, warm feeling. And and then so it was like, right, how can I do that more because that's so much more fun. You know. Mm. So, so you you got this crazy idea forming in your head that you could somehow be the Gary V of helping DJs out. Um, I don't think any. I, don't, I mean, Gary V is a great guy, right? But I don't think anyone would want to be him. Yeah, that that life that life would kill most of us in about a week. I think so. But anyway, I think so. You're thinking there might be something more to this. There might be something more fulfilling. There might be something um, that that get, gets me that warm buzz of helping people. And also, but also from a content point of view, I'm very like everything I do is content. Like. I, or I think my life is content and and I always want different content to what Mixmag are writing about what RA are writing because if you, if you from my, my point of view I'm a lot a bit smaller than Mixmag and DJ Mag and RA and I always think that if I'm if you go on their front pages and my front page and I'm writing about the same stuff then you wouldn't go on my front page you'd go on their front page because they're doing it better they're bigger they're bigger and they've got bigger audience yeah, yeah. so I always have to be either... so you didn't want to write about Tomorrowland you didn't want to write about Miami you didn't want to write you didn't want to I do like do Miami this... but I want to write about the artists that are the different or, yeah, okay. or, I want, or I want to or I want to just do it in my that's different to what they're doing at a different time to what they're doing okay so so now we've kind of come full circle to the point <laughs> that we started yep which is you made a very bold decision um, a year and a bit ago uh, yep. to do something different. So how did you finally make that decision and, and, and reveal what it was? Uh, I just, so basically, I, I have my own Instagram, at Graham Farmer. I just put out content on my own on Instagram. I started on Instagram. Here, have all my knowledge. Have it. Have everything that I know on every platform and have to have it and do something with it go and do something great with it so when you say all my knowledge what kind of things were you sharing SoundCloud Spotify no what kind of content were you sharing what knowledge oh what? just just how you do stuff on those platforms okay so you're like marketing marketing yourself essentially everything after you've made a record what do you do with it in the music industry how do you do that in the music industry like making a record is is almost the easy part it's the what happens after like how do I how do I have this how do I make a you know uh, uh, a playlist how do I why do I need a Spotify playlist today why do I need how do I do how do I get my numbers bigger on SoundCloud how do I how do I submit send a demo to a label who which label should I how do I work out which labels to send this demo to um, all of that kind of strategy that essentially management would normally do for you, like a bigger artist would manage yeah. to do for you, but management won't give you that information because they're too busy doing it for their artists and mm. they're kind of keeping it for their artists. I don't give a monkey's about that. You, he, you have, have it all and you go and have your own strategy and be your own managers and your own booking agents and, you know, and to succeed. Okay, so you've got this idea, having done data transmission for so long and having learned on the job, having yep. actually learned and watched the internet grow up and run a company with a reasonably big company yep. um, in that space, you'd learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and because you, love DJs, because you love DJs, because you love DJs and you you get the buzz off the, the younger artists and the artists coming through, you're kind of thinking, how can I 
bring these things together. So what did you do? Let's reveal. Yeah, the- so 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 I, so I, so I, I basically I started managing an artist through a couple of years before, and I basically learned from him as well. Learned what I was doing with him. So I started putting this content out on Instagram, and just it just started getting so much really good traction, and people were going, "Wow, I can't believe you just told me this." Wow, I can't believe you've given me this, this piece of advice. Wow. And I did, literally I did that for 12 months, like from last January till last November, and just literally built an audience. An audience of DJs that I'll go, here, have this information and build your audience. Because I'm a big fan, like, I don't, I, I want to, I said you want to write a book. I read your book, and it's incredible, oh, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to write a book down the line, but again, when you write a book, you need an audience. And. I need to build an audience. First, the first thing is build your own audience and so build an audience of new stuff. So this is a new new stuff that I'm doing. So I'm just going to give it all and put it on Instagram and put it on Facebook and just see how it goes. And that's kind of been in my whole career. It's like, see how something tries, see how it goes. And, it's a good tactic. And and, it, and if it just, just, instead of just sitting there going, oh, I should do that one of these days, I should do this, or I'm procrast- I'll just try. And I know it's going to be rubbish at the start. And I always know, I've always, I put a thing on Facebook, on Instagram once that I said this, you know, first record's always rubbish. Your first your first gig is always rubbish. But you can't go and get to your 500th gig. First podcast. Go and listen to podcast number one, people. Go uh, and listen. Always go and listen to the first podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's hopefully showing some signs of improvement <laughs> by podcast number 40 or where, where we're at now. Okay, so you're putting the content out free. Yep. And getting a response, building an audience. Yep. And then the next step was about a year ago, right? When 12 you- months ago, November. So last year at ADE, because I, I, this is my 11th ADE, and or 12th ADE and basically last year at ADE I was like right I've been changing it up all year I'm going to change up ADE so I'm going to have all my my meetings that I normally have with marketing and festivals on one day pack them all into one day and the second day I'm just going to give it all over my whole day to DJs anyone wants to come and sit with me and talk to me about their career or want some advice they, I'll put it on it I'll put it on my Instagram come and hit me up uh, you can have you can block in a session you can have 20 minutes of my day and you can have it for free. You have a whole day. So I gave her a whole day to DJs. And that was essentially the start of the coaching, basically. That was essentially the see, from my own point of view, it was can can I answer those questions? Mm. You know, is there? am I going to get stuck at a certain point? Or am I going to be able to answer every question all day? And what happened? I did them all. It was fun. It was amazing. We filmed everything. And how did you feel at the end of it? Knackered. Okay. Twenty-two people in one day was was far too many. Uh, and when you woke up the next morning, how did you feel about it then? Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is the epiphany, right? I want to be a coach. I love this. This sounds awesome. This uh, is- yeah. And it was just I got to the end of November and I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take on ten DJs. I'm gonna coach. And we'll see how that goes. Again, just try. So again, this isn't coaching. This isn't teaching them to line their beats up or how to no. move across the This is you, you're already doing it. How do we amplify? How do yeah. we get how, you? Who who do I know? That I, who do I know in my network that I can that you? So you've got a record. Like I was just saying to you before, one of the kids that's on my coaching now, he wanted to meet a certain manager, and when I bumped into that manager at a, a hotel down the road because I know him and I've known him a long time. Let's meet you to meet. Go on, you have your meeting, and you go on. You go and be bright and brave, and tell him what you want to what you want to talk to him about. So connecting, yes, it's, it's about connecting, and it's about using what you've learned in the years of being both a, uh, involved in nightclubs and then involved in a magazine writing yeah. about clubs and yeah. festivals and so on, uh, using those contacts. But okay, so you, you you're teaching people to do the social media stuff, to do the web stuff, to do the business side of, of and just a network and why you need certain things why you need to do certain things you know so yeah I, so I, I basically put it online I'm going to take on 10 
and 250 signed up for those 10 spaces. Incredible. Well, and then you're like, and then you're like, that was when it was like, right, I'm on to something. Mm. I'm on to something. Something I have, it has, I have value. I've, I've put out value. I, there is a value in this, me doing this. Right. Okay. I, I'm into it. I want to do this. Let's, let's do it. You know, let's just take it even further. And then I took those 10 people on and they're like, they're still, all, all 10 are still with me. And they're like, they're, uh, eight of them are here today. They've all brought music and they've all built their careers over the last year. And there are now one of them's just signed to Tall Room, and one of them's just signed to uh, another late uh, to Let It Be House. Another one's got gigs in Leeds, and another one's got you know all of them are doing really. Uh, one of them's launched his own uh, own events series. That's great. So, I mean, this is this is amazing, really. You 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 basically pivoted um, in in the middle of a career and said, oh, I'm not interested in, or rather, I'm not getting the fulfilment out of what of what I am doing. Uh, I want to do something different. That must have taken a bit of balls really yeah uh, and it was just it was just it's just I've been doing I've been thinking about it for a while I'm, I'm getting older I turned 40 this year and you don't I don't want to be on the dance floor every week I do want to be on the dance floor every week but, but you can't because <laughs> it takes a week to recover right <laughs> trust me I'd love to be on the dance floor every week <laughs> but your body says no and you have to run five times a week to, or, and do exercise every day to make sure your body can go on the dance floor for, for eight hours yeah um but there's a lot of joy from just from helping these helping these people that want to want to advance their careers. Okay, so you you about a year ago you've got you suddenly got a full diary. You suddenly got um and and these people just explain because people listening to this might think or watching this in this case as well might think how can you like are they all in your town? Are you have you hired a school or a or how do you do it? You know how physically how does this happen? Uh, so I, there's a really great program called Zoom. Uh, incredible piece of software. Uh, I record all my podcasts with it. It's it's incredible. It's it's basically free, but I use the the next version up, um, and it just allows me to have a video call with with the all these with these different. And students. do you do it one one to one, or do you have a few of them on a call at the same time? So everyone is one to one. I have done groups like we did a group before ADE with with the people that the coaching guys that were coming to ADE, and we did a group. This is what you should be doing at ADE. Okay. So there is one-off groups every now and again, or if there's something I want to teach them all, you know, it's it's easier to do it as a group. But mm. essentially, they're one to one. I've got people in Costa Rica. I've got people in Dubai. I've got one in Australia. I've got two in the States. I've got a little collection in Liverpool, and then, and, <laughs> and but a load in the UK. So yeah, they're kind of all over. So they're mainly in the UK, which is where you're from. Do you think that's because just culturally, people think, oh great, this guy sounds like sounds like he's from from my country. I'll probably get on well with him. I think I think just because the people like, like the people like because the deck transmission is very UK. I think the music I was targeting originally was obviously tech house and techno and house. Um, so that's obviously quite tech house is very UK, you know. Mm. Um, I also I speak really really fast sometimes <laughs> and sometimes when I'm speaking to uh, different countries and different languages that I have to I tell them if I talk fast please just knock on the video or or tell me to slow down and and because sometimes I speak too fast okay so, so I mean, it's, my, it's normal it's normal yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna spread out from 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 where you are right? yes but, yeah. but I'm really interested so, so you're, you're teaching people marketing and how to get their names out there and connecting people and how much of it is just calling on your connections oh you should talk to them and talk to them and how much of it is teaching people to think differently and to do things differently and to go out and learn stuff a big chunk is teaching them to differently like 
a lot of it is is building a confidence. A lot of them is they'll they'll send me a record and I'm, like, I'm not sure and I'm listening to it and it's like you know it's amazing when they've sent it to you and they're just. They've got their own little in 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 a, in a battle, and they're like, I don't know if I'm, I'm like, mate. We're so this is their music, though. They're, yeah, they're, they're they're they'll say to you, "Oh, I finished the track. What do you think?" What and I'm I... like, and I listen to it. And I'm like, this is incredible. Right, we are sending this out, or we're going to sit on this and hold it till, we, till it's ready with the other another three that you're going to make me over the next. And we set them some goals, and we set them deadlines, and it's like you have to have this done by a certain point. How much of coaching is about confidence? Would you say loads? Like loads? I think I I always thought it was about building profile and building and giving them the tool giving them the tools they need um and then about maybe four or five months in someone said to me you're really helping people with their mental health and really helping them with their with their the confidence and i was like oh yeah okay cool like that's cool like um and it is more and more now like it's you know i've got one kid he lives in costa rica and he I was saying to you earlier, he, he has 15 minutes with me every week and he has to do something every week. He has to make me a, some more of a record or he has to go on network and he has to go on, he has to go and build his, we do some more with his socials and there's like three, I always think there's three tiers to DJing. It's always like, have you got a physical network of who you know? Have you got a good social network of numbers and, and vanity and those sort of metrics mm-hmm. and, and audience? And do you have a good product, music, are you a good DJ? And those sort of three things all come up at one time, and they all have to kind of grow at one time. And at one point, they'll get to a point where they, you pop because all of these things you know oh, the right people. And so that's know. interesting. So you put equal value on on doing the social, playing the social game, but at the same time having the gen- well, I, no, it, it implies that social is not genuine. But having the the, the more intimate personal connections, yeah, people that you can. I always say people who you'd be happy to babysit your kids. Yeah. Uh, right? So you these people that, that you, you actually can look in the eye and, 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 and chat to. Oh, and so yeah. I, I'm very into I'm very into the whole 1,000 fans thing. I'm very into... Like, I send my my followers on my Instagram. I'll send three of them randomly a voice note saying, have a great day. If you need my help, I'm here. If you need if you need to chat, I'm here. And just send them my voice, every three of them randomly. And the amount of re- reaction you get from that is amazing, you know? So... Your days then, nowadays, as well as um, kind of stepping back from your business a bit, I guess, I guess because you, you have to, because there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Um, you're, you're spending a lot of time online, spending a lot of time sat there chatting to someone somewhere else. Yeah. And it must be quite exhausting. I mean, it's never going to be as exhausting as that day when you spoke to 22 people for 20 minutes each. <laughs> but it must be quite exhausting um, sometimes to get to the end of the day and to have to re focus on a new student and then another new student and then remember where they're at and give them your best that that can't be easy uh do you know i i have a system i have a i have i have a spreadsheet and kind of know where, where people are at i just remember where they're at um I, I don't ever have to i'm always buzzed to see my next student like like my my day is kind of i get up at five i, I write all the content for data transmission between maybe five and eight i do some exercise i then I kind of film my videos from my YouTube channel, do my podcast from my podcast, um, and then the coaching kind of kind of kind of comes like in those after work hours between like six and nine because people finish work and they want to do it then, you know, mm. which is cool with me. And I have like a big chunk in the afternoon where I kind of we'll we'll just do some house stuff or we'll go on, you know, the, the life the life things, you know, yeah, yeah. And you go and have a walk. To sh- I, I stopped. I took my car off the road because I found that I could walk to everywhere that I needed to to get food and to get to wherever I needed. I could walk everywhere, so I walk everywhere now because it's glorious. No, that's uh, good. That's um, good to hear. And then the then the day is it's you eat and then it's kind of 
psyched for coaching. It's, it's, it's a really fun. Like, even if I've had a bad day, or I've not things have not gone the way I wanted them to, or a person on my podcast hasn't turned up, or someone something like that, you know, I try not to let a bad day is a bad thing. Right? I try to let a bad ten minutes maybe, and mm. try not focus on a bad ten minutes and let be happy after. That's a good tip. Have a bad ten. Have a good day, but a bad ten minutes. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I, I always think that people have a bad. They'll have a bad day or a bad week, and it isn't really. They've had a bad half an hour, mm. and it's dragged on past that half an hour. You know. Out of choice. Out of choice. Yeah. And and you, you can either choose to have that whole day or you can have a half an hour and then you go, okay, right, crack on. And always when you get to the coaching, it's always like, right, let's go. I've got this. I've got these amazing people I'm trying to help and it's, let's, let's well, jump it's, into it's, this. It's funny to hear you say that because I quite often record these podcasts um, late at night um, or at least at the end of the day, at the end of the working day. And, and I, I can vouch for that. There's something about human connection that can cheer you up. And yes. it does cheer you up. Yes. And I often say to people, it's just like going to the pub. It's yes. like going to the pub for a drink and yes. having a chance to unwind and chat. Yes. And it's a great way to end a day. So in your case, it's not only your job, but it's a great way to end your days. Yes. Of course, the guy in Costa Rica, presumably, you have to rearrange your day to chat to him in the morning. Or do you get him so late at night that it's morning for morning? Um, How does that work? So the ones in Australia I have first thing in the morning. Yeah. The ones in Costa Rica, he comes sort of mid-afternoon because he wants to do it first thing before he goes to work. Okay. Uh, he's quite cool. Um, the ones in the US, they they sometimes quite late because they finish work, they're finishing work in the afternoon and then it's late, it's like five hours behind, five, we're five hours ahead or something. Yeah, so it's a, being a man of the internet, you have to you have to sometimes keep strange yeah, hours to... Yeah, but I kind of, I block, I like I like block scheduling, you know block scheduling, you know, where you block your big chunks of your week to do certain things in certain headspaces. I've heard of block scheduling, if only in my case. But yeah, I've heard of it. I love it. I, I literally, if you look at my Google Calendar, it's big chunks of I'm only doing this and only keeping in that space. And I, I, I like it for producers when they, um, um, DJs, where I think, right, you're going to put in this space for producing, put in this space for social media, and just focus all of your time and all of your energy into that one thing, and hopefully, then you'll. Well, from a social media point of view, you're definitely going to read because it's it's just it's just going through the motions mm. and being creative. From a producing point of view, you hope that there's something great is going to come out of that that time, you know. So it's interesting that you you start to give tips here because I want to ask you some tips for <laughs> our uh, for our DJs listening to this. Um, you know, what is the what is the biggest thing you see people doing wrong when they are they're showing promise and they've got some music or. They've got some products or whatever, whatever it is. They've got a remix they want to push. Yeah. What What's the biggest thing people do wrong at that stage? Um, they don't put enough. I don't think there's some people don't like some DJs. You think they could be bigger because they but they're not putting enough into ad spend. So literally, they're just not putting money behind getting their brand because Facebook and all the platforms now. It's the days of free publicity are gone, right? You've got to you've got to put maybe money behind it. it. Maybe like TikTok, LinkedIn. There's free promo there easily, but but from the Instagram to Facebook thing, I think there's a few people who think you could be bigger if you took fifteen percent of what you were earning and put it into ad spend and mm-hmm. on certain platform and had the right content and the right videos and instead of just kind of letting your video be organic and getting fifteen thousand views, why don't you get fifty thousand views and and spend a little you know okay so, um, and why Why is that because people just don't feel they're a business and so why should they be spending money on exactly. stuff or, or they're just they're, normally they're young and they're like oh I've got a thousand pounds what am I going to what am I going to spend that on or you know oh I've got a thousand pounds I'll go and buy a new piece of kit but which is cool but at the same time 
so is spending on our social media because you you could be there earning two thousand yeah, pounds yeah. and therefore you would be getting a much bigger piece of kit or And is this is this just because you can't really go to university and learn how to do this stuff. You can't say I'm going to be a producer and therefore you know you could probably go and learn how to produce, right? Yes, you can. Um, but you can't you can't go there's, there's no rock school for DJs. Um well you're you're kind of running one, but is that is that why? Is it just because people they don't think that there is a structure. There is a way of doing this. If they just carry on making music and having fun. It will happen one day for them. Yeah, there's a great thing. There's a great thing, I guess. Of uh, I'm just I'm in it for the music. Mm. Or the, I'm in it. For, I'm in it because I don't I'm, want to dirty myself with marketing. I don't want to. I, I just want to focus on the music. Okay, cool. We'll bring in someone that does want to do that because there's a ma- there's a million jobs in so and people that want to work in music. And one of the, one of the things I love talking about is the people that work in music because. There's so many great jobs in music, so great bringing someone that does know how to do that. Uh, you know, you were saying to me, yeah, your business partner is yin and yang, and that, that, I love that. I love that you've got that. Yeah, that you find, so this is about finding people to fill in the things that you don't do very well. Yes. Um, so that you can continue to do the things that you, you love. I'm terrible at running running companies, but I'm very creative, and I very like making content, I'm very like, and I know a lot of people, and I'm great at connecting things. So find someone that can do that part for it and make that bit just happen. Okay, so there's a big, big tip for anyone listening or watching, watching this, thinking I've got a great track on my hands that I've made, or uh, yes. I think I'm going to blow up as a DJ or whatever. Um, look into the other jobs, look into the other roles that that are needed when you want to do that. Yeah, and, and and start being serious. Start reinvesting a little bit because no one kept every penny they earned and grew at the same time. Every company, every company spends on on marketing. And you have to think these days as a, you are a company, and this is your this is your career. It's not you're not doing it for the next two minutes. You're doing it for the rest of your life. So, talking about platforms, yes, uh, we've seen Facebook come and go. Yes, uh, it's kind of Facebook's a bit like Microsoft Word, isn't it? No one likes using it, but you have to sometimes. I think Facebook. I think the good thing about the thing with Facebook, and the thing I tell my DJs is that if you want to get booked for certain shows. Certain a certain age of promoter will be on Facebook still. A certain certain other shows, the promoters might be younger and they'll be on Instagram. So you have to have both games rocking because because like you know a certain people over say thirty to thirty to thirty five to forty they're still on Facebook and all their mates are still on Facebook and they still could be promoting. Mm. You need to have a big number still on there, but that's easy to get a big number on there from running an ad. You know, it's it's not it's not as hard these days, but it's just it's just a monetary thing. So Facebook is uh, is kind of necessary, especially for the older older crowd. Yes. Uh, Instagram, we all you know, it's, I remember thinking, what is Instagram? I mean, that shows how. <laughs> do you remember thinking, what is this Instagram thing all about? I do, and I didn't get it right at the right time, and. I again one of those regrets where you think I wish I'd have done that a little bit earlier because I would have again a bigger number so it's a lot it's, uh, I'm trying to change that in my. one of the things I'm trying to change in my life is I want to now be on platforms early I worked for an app for a bit and I learnt that in an app when I was working for the app and I went oh, I need to be an early adopter I need to be someone that just finds these platforms and so jumps on them and just works out what they're about that and, means that you're probably on TikTok so maybe you can tell us because I haven't got a clue I, do you know I am on TikTok what what's TikTok all about I, I did a podcast about my TikTok I, I'm, I'm on there as data transmission and ad grand farmer I just I'm on there throwing every piece of content in the wind at the moment because I'm trying to work out well, what is it explain what TikTok is uh, so it's a social media app uh, it's number one in the iTunes chart worldwide at the moment. It's got 500 million users. 
Um, to give you an example, Instagram has a billion users, so it's already half halfway it, to Instagram. It's already halfway to Instagram. It's the biggest platform that might cross over into popping into becoming part of popular culture. Um, it's um, essentially it's the age range is probably twelve to twenty, so it's your your next fans. Okay. Um, it's your the people that you'll be listening to your music in six years time, or they might listen to your music now and stream you on Spotify. They might find your music now as a twelve to fifteen year old and go, "This is cool," and I'll go and stream you on Spotify. It's it's your people that if they're twelve now, they'll be you buying your your tickets in in six years time. So here's a theory for you. I was speaking to Jonas from Beatport earlier today. Yeah. And he was saying he thinks that people. When they're very young, they just follow what their parents follow, right? So there's no gap. There's no gap. You know, your parents listen to the Carpenters. In the case of my parents, I listen to the Carpenters. My my mum is the Carpenters. My my mum was Queen and the Carpenters, so I was a Queen queen fan. There you go. Um, Then you start to form your own identity. You find a way of hearing music that's for you, and you find all all kinds of things that are for you, but music as well. Nowadays, it's getting earlier and earlier because of the iPad and so on. Kids are getting into it. In my case, it was Josh Wink High State's it was uh, Prodigy Out of Space, and those those were the those were the changing yeah, points. Yeah, well, when was I starting to change? For me, it was the Smiths. My mum didn't like the Smiths. She's like, "What's this miserable stuff? It's going to make you want to kill yourself." I'm like, "It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it." Uh, and I, then we I, was... I also went through Britpop, so I was Oasis, Blur, Pulp. Oh, well, there we go. At the same time, I was the same time. I was, was Britpop, but I was also Prodigy and Josh Wink High State. Well, there you go. So you were. Indie Raver. Acid House Indie Raver. So, which is the same as I am now, basically. <laughs> but the point is that you're an exception to this rule that I'm about to, 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 to share, by the way. Cool. That most people separate completely from their parents, have their own music, their own culture, their own stuff they're into. Yeah. And then, adult life hits. Yes. Adult life hits, they've got to get they've got to get themselves sorted they end up just letting it go a bit listening to the radio and whatever's on the radio that's what they're like and they kind of live like that for 10 years and then the fire in them says no <laughs> I will not allow the, myself to age like this and at about 30 yeah. they get a second wind and they suddenly get back into it um, and I guess the TikTok generation are the ones who are just finding their music their music and they're just yeah. finding what they're going to be into for the rest of their lives know, yeah. it, or, know it or not yeah. so I guess as producers that's a very important order. you know you're not some kind of weird stalker being on TikTok as no. a 35 year old producer or whatever you're no. it's um, you're educating it's, it's essential you're educating you're, you're educating and also in, in 12 months time 12 to 18 months time all the marketers are going to go look at those look at those videos I've got 55 fans on there I've had 7,000 video views like try that on Instagram with 55 fans try that on Facebook with 55 fans mm. no hope right there's a lot of free organic reach right now. now and I realise this is quite funny for people listening to it at any time other than October 2019 because they're going to be saying, you've got, you've got to hear the end of that podcast where they're talking about TikTok, yeah. you know, when it's kind of the only platform or whatever in two years' time. Yes. So I know this is going to be quite funny, but I genuinely don't know what kind of content you put on there. So let's talk about it to make this a historical document, if nothing else. Is it short video? Like um, So the good thing about TikTok is you can record 15 and 60 second videos. You can you can pause the video. So like you know when you record a story, it's just solid. You hit the button, records, it stops, and then yeah. it's your story. With TikTok, you can go, I'm going to record... F- a little section then I'm going to change the angle and record another little section you make a, you make essentially a, a little video of different things happening 
from different angles or different you, you it's more rounded piece of video you know so you could do a story and just like a 60 my day in 60 seconds and um, just stop 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 yeah. stop stop yeah it's cool so it's almost like a, a, you know and the way tv and video is made of course not this kind of video where we just happen to be filming us yeah is 10 second chunks i mean people yes. don't realize that if you watch tv yes you think you're just watching yeah. a, a camera and something happening yeah you watch eastenders or something god save you if you do but anyway it's it's actually five ten second yes. edits all the way through so i guess this is appealing to the way tv is actually made which yeah is quite clever and then you can basically well, you can do that you add music to it the good thing is the one of the good things about tiktok is they have these daily challenges daily hashtag challenges and getting involved with those hashtag challenges gets you so many video views and they're around there's brands doing it there's 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 different kind of different things you can do there's like different filters you can use and they're quite good fun and they make quite good fun comedy um, so what, what can and I, and I so I basically just at the moment I'm doing a combination of me being stupid but with really cutting edge music on it I've put Scream's new track on there and it sounds cool but it's me being dancing stupid to it just to test out the waters because I know that not many people are on there and I can do it you know uh, I'll put a video some of the stuff that I'm trying on Instagram just to see how it plays how the numbers work try, trial and error every mm. with every social try and test and learn you know uh, and I'm seeing what flies and what's not flying. One of the things I do think about TikTok is I think the obviously there's a lot talked about gender in in music. I think that any any strong female DJs, I think there's a really nice young female audience on there. And I think if you're trying to say, look, I'm a DJ, I'm doing this cool stuff, or or people that work in the music industry. I was talking to someone in PR last night. Well, I was like, why don't you go on there and why don't you be the voice of PR to 12 to 18-year-old girls and inspire 12 and 18-year-old girls into to knowing that the, there is a role in business and a role in music that they could they, this could be their, their, their avenue, you know? Yeah, this is good because, of course, we all know DJs are 95% male and that's just the way yes. the industry is. Yeah. So, so the next generation coming through... And all right, what's the next platform after TikTok? Have you spotted anything else that none of us that we will never we don't even know the name of it yet? No, I like LinkedIn. Obviously, LinkedIn's becoming huge. The so re- how's that? Let's explain LinkedIn. Let's LinkedIn was LinkedIn was always LinkedIn was always yeah, stuffy, jobs, stuffy business platform, jobs but. and stuffy business. But now it's I. Uh, you can search. You can search the warehouse project, and you'll find everyone that works there. You can search defected, and everyone's everyone's on there. You can search properly. But, but how would you use this as a producer, or how would you, just in order to find people that can work help at labels? Yeah, work at labels and network and build and build actual people that work at actual jobs. So this has changed. LinkedIn has changed because it used to be corporate, right? And you wouldn't find that kind of those kind of no. People now, there. now, every, essentially, LinkedIn is how Facebook was in 2012. Everyone's on there. You can see by their job role. You can their ad model is incredible. You can actually advertise to. You know, uh, record label owner. So you could put, you could put, you know, you could put your own track and go right. I want a record label owner that's into house music, and see if people. You could probably get a record signed off there. I have not tried it, but if someone does, then please email me and tell me they've done it. Um, You can find festival owners. You could search Elro, and it would bring up with all the festival owners for the. Okay, so so it's become a lot less corporate and a lot more the world of any kind of work the other the other thing is the other good thing is you put a piece of content on there and it gets mega like i put a a thing for ade up there and it's had nine thousand views uh which again try that on facebook on you Mm. just doesn't happen the reach the organic reach is like facebook in 2012 when it was huge and it was new when it was 
you know, so it's again a good, great emerging platform and great for. Okay, so if you say emerging, it's been there for a long, long, long time, and it's it's having a moment. Yes. Okay. Well, um, listen, I'm not going to push you for more and more free advice here because uh, it's now your career, and that's so bad it's, etiquette. It's <laughs> but <laughs> but let's go back to it. Let's go back to you. You know, you've you've hit hit that kind of big four O and decided that you want to help more people and you want to do. You want to do something a bit different. Yeah. Um, you're very candid about the things you've done wrong, the things you wish you'd done differently. Um, and it's all looking good now, but what's the future hold? What's what, what's the next? What can you see yourself doing in five years? Will it be bigger DJs? Will it be fewer DJs kind of paying you more to get a bigger result for them? Will it be kind of like trying to codify some of this and do a course like we do at our company? You know, yeah. Where do you see it going from here? I like the course model. Um uh, I like the kind of membership model. Uh, I like the membership subscription model because you can kind of some of the stuff that I find that I repeat a lot of the time. Mm. I can put that into an area, and that then that's then scalable because it's because it's the same information. You, you're just telling it, which then makes my coaching a little bit easier because I'm more focused on strategy and more focused on In the, the individual. The individual. The times a bit more. Like if they go, oh, how do I run an ad on Facebook? Right, go into the member section. Go into Facebook it's there yeah. I haven't started that yet and I, I'm still looking at the, the models um, I'd like to speak I'd like to write a book um, I've got a kind of uh, I've got a kind of structure of what I would write but it's and I'm sort of this content that I've been putting out is all going to form that along the way um, but again I always think you need an audience to sell anything so you build your audience first and then you can sell it you know okay so um, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to sort out the problem. There's a problem where I live in Milton Keynes that there's no, there's no the music. The, there's not many homegrown talents, and there's not there's venues not being used, and there's we don't have a homegrown. We have a couple of good people that are doing some cool stuff, um, but there's a grand music problem that I'd like to try and fix. And the music problem is what? Just no, no nothing. It, almost like uh, the the football association can't find enough young players to come through to the. Is, is it just that there's no there's no infrastructure there's no there's no there's no I want to I want to educate I want to educate from a young age I want to get them making records and help them bring in people that have knowledge and you know and bring in mates that will come and help them and give them some guidance or someone that won't, won't, the people that want to work in the music industry create this create this ability and create this awareness and then I want to help them get them producing and then I want them, and then because we have the homegrown star we have a you know our own Ed Sheeran we have our own Beyonce we have our own Stormzy whoever you know in whatever genre it doesn't have to be dance music it has to be any music then we then we have these venues that are not being used can be used because they're they're just they're open you know and, and because because the homegrown star wants to play in their home space you know do you see yourself promoting or owning one of those venues one day no never I, after working in a club a club life's hard uh, I, working for venues one thing people don't know about venues is yes they're good fun on a Friday and Saturday but what do you do with them the rest of the week mm-hmm. what you have to find stuff to fill them the rest of the week because they're not making money on money under 18s yes student night yep. pensioners now, I know DJs who DJ to, to the yep. early 60s yeah we um, used to have yoga on, on a Wednesday or at uh, uh, mills. we used to have we used to have different stuff during the day and like corporate stuff during the day because it's because it was an interesting space and they mm. could go and do team building, you know. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff ha- used to happen, but you don't as you just see the nightclub person. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I I like building careers and I like helping people get further, and and that's very always very interesting. Cool. Well, Graham, it's been 
very interesting talking to you. you it's Phil. been great to hear about Thank you, Phil. the direction and where it's all going. If you want to check out Graham, maybe even he has a space on his coaching, we're going to put all the links that you need underneath uh, so that you can, you can find those in the show notes. Thank you. Um, let's end with one piece of advice. Let's end with one piece of advice that you find yourself giving over and over again to people. Um, just focus on what you love and don't listen to outside people. Just... If you like certain music, play it and love it and make that record and, and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. You just do you and do you to the best of your ability. And and if that if that becomes the, a great thing, then that's then you're, you'll be happy all the way along. And it, it, that's the main thing. Make sure you're happy. Make sure you're happy with the music. Make sure you're happy with the direction. Enjoy the journey, basically. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Graham, And Thanks, thank Phil. you for being here on a very special... Audio and video. ADE special. ADE special tales from the dance floor. Till next time.